RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Yo, all right. Good evening, everyone. How's everyone doing? Thank you for hanging out. I figured, what the hell, I'll do a Tara Buster since we have the time. You never know. I don't know how long it's going to be. It might not be another three-hour tirade. For those who are wondering, my shirt says, we'll trade racists for refugees. I would take, I take a whole effing seasons long caravan. I take all the caravans that they got over one racist Trump an entire caravan of refugees offer more value to society than one single Trump could ever imagine in a thousand lifetimes. And every week we have the empirical evidence to prove it. So we meet here usually at 6 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices or anytime on the Progressive Voices app or on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitchers. Please become a patron. I encourage you guys to come over to the YouTube channel and join our, our chat. There are people hanging out there right now. At least I think there are. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I see you. I see you guys. And that's the cool kid party. And we also have a Discord page that we're building. So in between shows, you can hang out and get to know people. And now more than ever, we need to stick together. That's the motto of the show. We stick together, we win. So thankfully, there's a lot of opportunities to get together. And I'm going to do as many shows as I can until the crisis is over and hopefully into the future. If you become a patron, the goal is to do the show on a daily basis. That is really what it requires, what this time in American history requires. You can't really do this as a part-time affair. But, you know, this is the liberal media. We don't have billionaires backing us. We only have each other. So... That's why I have to ask to become a patron. We have a long way to go. I appreciate every single patron we have, but we need about a thousand more of you. So get the word out, share the show, like and subscribe to the videos, all that stuff. That helps us grow. Give us a good review on iTunes. That helps get the word out. If you call up other liberal talk shows, say to the liberal talk show host, hey, do you know Tara Buster? Have you heard of Tara Devlin? Have you ever tuned in on Saturday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m.? You know, stuff like that. Be nice. Be, re- I don't know, respectful. You know, be nice. I don't know. Don't be mean. But that's that helps get, get the word out and you get other liberals' word of mouth coming over to hang out and join us on the show if they believe in what we're doing. Some of us, don't, some of the, I guess, people who consider themselves liberal, they may not like this show, frankly. I am a liberal. I'm a flaming socialist. I've always been that way, even before it was cool. Before Bernie Sanders, I, obviously Bernie Sanders has been around for a long time, but before he was on everyone's radar, um, 
I was a democratic socialist. And I told, and I would say that to Republican friends who were trying to convince me that, uh, even though these people are, they're so full of shit. That's the other, I'm thinking of this one person in particular who always had an argument. She's a gay woman and she's a Republican and she always had some kind of, which is, I know, it's pretty uh, astonishing. And But of course, these people, when hard times hit, they're the first to line up for the social safety net that liberals fought to provide them in spite of conservatives like them standing in the way. But you know what I mean? Even Ayn Rand, that filthy, disgusting sociopath whose four-pack-a-day cigarette habit finally caught up to her when cancer, when she figured out that that cancer was very expensive to try to cure in this country, to try to at least live another day. So she went on Social Security and Medicare after spending her entire filthy, ill-begotten, wasted life describing others who are on Social Security and Medicare as parasites. Well, we know who the parasites are. And it's not people on Social Security and Medicare. It's the filthy, disgusting people like Anne Rand. The people who are unfit to share a civilized country. Or as much less world. But anyway, in particular, this one woman was uh, talking. I remember her saying, if you feed, if you, what did she say? Uh, if you give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. Teach him to fish, you feed him for a lifetime. This is what she was saying to me, arguing as uh, sort of an argument against giving someone a handout, you know, like welfare or social, a social safety net. I said, what the hell does teaching um, a man to fish have to do with what you're even saying, what you're arguing against? Sure, teach him to fish. So, but this is the same person who's against free public education, college, free college education, free trade school. Oh, no, everybody... Somebody's got to pay for that. Yeah, we pay for it. But it's an investment that we make in each other. Because that person you send to school, that person that maybe would never have the opportunity, even though they have the ability and the desire to learn and they have a brain in their head, some people don't have that kind of brain. They want to learn a skill. They want to they spend their life doing other things. And everything has value in it. In a, in a society that is functioning from whether you want to be an effing poet to um, somebody who is a bankster, right? And not everybody wants to be a goddamn bankster to figure out how to move numbers around and come up with some scam to separate people from their money. But everything has a, has a value. So that person that you send to school might, hey, if Ann Rand had sent somebody to school, maybe it's because she called... People on Social Security, a parasite, that that one person that couldn't get uh, his or her way um, into higher education because of this kiss-up, kick-down society, maybe they cured, maybe they would have had the cure for cancer already. They could have cured Ayn Rand's filthy, disgusting, four-pack-a-day smoking habit. The repercussions of it, at least. But that's how it works. We're in it together. And... 
a functioning society, people should be able to follow their dreams and do what they are. If they're an artist, they should be able to create, paint, sing, dance, all that stuff that makes life worth living. Writing books, reading, sharing, communicating, connecting with each other. Not everybody wants to be a bankster or figure out some kind of, or business, be a business entrepreneur. That's not the highest end all and be all of society. We really have it upside down here. And it's obviously coming back to bite us in the ass. Look at what's going on. Oh, hello, Tara Jr. Jr. Where have you been? Where have you been all day? I know. Republicans are monsters. I know. I know. So, <laughs> you're beautiful. Yes. You are. You're very good. Everything has value. I know. Even, well, Republicans, they got problems. All right, stop. Do not put the microphone out of the way of the face, Junior. I want to check in on everyone and hope the stream is going well. We had some issues with the stream last time. Oh, thank you, Patricia, for your super chat. That is very nice of you, especially since you are already a patron. Guys, we need to share the the YouTube page and get the word out. I know you do. We can only do what we can do. I know you already do it. I repeat it all the time because that's the way it is. You got to repeat it. You just have to. It sucks. It's annoying. I know. I wish I could just say things once and that would be the end of it. I always got to push the Patreon page, push the everything, push hitting that like and subscribe, all that. It has to, it has to do it. One day we'll get there. We will. We're on our way. But um, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. I don't know how long I'm going to do the stream for tonight because I, I don't know. I need to go to sleep. I'm a little tired. I woke up kind of, I don't know, bamboozled by life today. I was like, well, huh? I'm still here. What's happening? And it never ends. Okay, well, what, we, what are we going to talk about today? So today, um, that filthy, gross, orange baboon, the tax-cheating, draft-dodging, dictator-envying con man who received fewer votes, is he's really upset. He went on Fox News he went oh first of all i have to play this one video let's just get i'll play this to begin with just to kick us off get us in the mood this i mean fox news went full-on kim jong-un dear leader and it's really shocking frankly that and also embarrassing don't they have any shame these people you know what I mean? Wouldn't you... Where's your dignity? When all of this is coming out of their mouths, these are the same people that lambasted Obama constantly. They always, And that's what... Another thing. They're just proving me right again. 
everything they say. It's complete opposite day. They only attack uh, us. They attack us for the very things of which they themselves are guilty. Celebrity. Remember how they went after Obama's celebrity? Oh, he's nothing. He's a he's an empty suit. He's a celebrity. An empty suit. Someone who is really the epitome of the American dream. Hey, someone from a mixed race background, single mom who rose up to the highest executive office in this land despite the fact that he's not a white person in this racist-ass country. Someone who went to school on scholarships. Talk about pulling themselves up by their bootstraps. The, the epitome of the American dream, and they called him an empty suit. Not Trump, though. Not a trust-funded serial bankrupt with a fake university and a vitamin scam. He's the dim leader. He's the dumb Fuhrer that they can't get enough of. It's shocking. If only they had the same introspection, that same high-powered perception that they supposedly have to dissect Democrats and criticize Democrats for the things of which Republicans are guilty. If only they can turn that, that, uh, that microscope on themselves just a little bit. It, but that takes maturity, you see. It takes a level of maturity to self-assess. They don't have that. We, they lack the maturity to function in a free democratic society. We know that. That's why they're racist, tickling racist funny bones. That's why they fall for that shit. You don't see normal people falling for that. We see that coming a mile away. We're like, no, we've seen this movie before. It's boring. It's stupid. It's old. It's played out. It's, we're over it. Go back to the, uh, to the goddamn not even the, the, the 50s, the dark ages, where you goddamn belong. We are evolving without you, thank you very much, as we always do. That's the nature of progressivism. We don't have to... We, we, it doesn't matter. There, there's always going to be the peanut gallery of criticism of conservatives. We have always evolved despite them. But anyway, this... I could not believe... It's a short clip. It's on Fox News. The effusive praise and thank you to Trump, the dim leader, the asshole who months ago knew a pandemic was coming, had every intelligence briefing that anyone would even try to give him. The one, the idiot who doesn't take the intelligence briefings, of course, he watches Fox News, he listens to Sean Hannity, the stupidest person to ever uh, inflict himself uh, across uh, a nation on a media platform from sea to shining sea. But no wonder this country is swirling around the bowl with these goddamn conservatives. But here's uh, Nicole, Dr. Nicole. You think Dr. Nicole would know better? Safe, safer? Is that how you pronounce her name? I don't know. Who cares? It doesn't matter. She's just some cultish sickle fan. But here, here you go. 
Thank you. And President Trump, I do believe as a nation that we are beholden to you for your decisive swift action in the beginning with the travel ban. I do think that we would have been in a much different, worse situation had that not happened. However, we still did have a lag in the testing, which of course did not have anything to do with you. Are you kidding me? Do you hear that? So we let me lick your your taint for 30 seconds before I ask you a question and absolve you of any responsibility because the party of personal responsibility only sticks to that motto when they're trying to deny people health care or a living wage or democracy itself. When it comes to taking responsibility for doing absolutely nothing and, and doing worse than nothing, for spreading misinformation about a deadly pandemic sweeping the globe, forget it. They won't take responsibility. This is the party of personal responsibility, remember? But as I said, every day is opposite day with these freaks. The party of personal responsibility. Let's play that again. Thank you. And President Trump, I do believe as a nation that we are beholden to you for your decisive swish, swift action in the beginning with the travel ban. I do think that we would have been in a much are, different, worse situation had that not happened. We are beholden to you. And look at him. Like the big gorilla, the orange baboon that he is. ...had that not happened. However, we still did have a lag Thank in the you. testing, which of course did not... However, we still have lag in testing, which of course is has nothing to do with you because you're the party of... Uh, a member of the party of, the, of personal responsibility, which only takes responsibility when they're trying to deny people food or health care or a living wage or a decent life. ...anything to do with you unbelievable we have a cult an entire cult i and i wish honestly it's like this coronavirus might end up i hope it ends up being good ultimately wait the cat is tied up in the wire here and he's biting the wire and uh i hope it comes it, it comes out to be um, it wakes people up to the fact that we are in this together and that we have a responsibility to each other, that the country is broken because we do not have universal health care and living wages and paid sick leave and, and this gig effing economy is full of shit. It all it does is prop up banksters and, and keep this... Um, this um, divided country, the zeitgeist of division in the country where we're not in this together. We don't owe each other anything. You're a gig worker. You're an independent contractor. F you. But you go there every day. You go to the same job every day. And then they, they come out with all loopholes and ways to, they don't care, you know, get around actually making you a staff person but nobody is it doesn't really matter because no one is truly secure in this economy period end of sentence yes oh look at you uh, thank you ed i'm looking on the on the chat yes you are a pre-patreon supporter ed the first and you have a resist wing window cling 
Anybody who wants to resist window cling and is a Patreon supporter, please send me your address and I'll send you one or two or three. Because why the hell not? But if you're a Patreon supporter, I only get your email address. It doesn't come with your address, so it's not automatic. And sometimes I'll send out emails to people and ask them if they would like one of the window clings, and they don't respond. So I don't know. What can I do? So, all right, guys. Yeah, that's uh, the dim furor and the dumb leader. But today, uh, keeping with, not just today, it's been going on for a couple of days. Like, this, this orange con man wants the economy open. He's, he's mad. It's Republic. Oh, look at the cat. <laughs> he's putting his hand on my hand. Let me see. I'll make the camera go down a little. Let's see. See if he does it again. Let me see. No? Okay. There we go. Oh, <laughs> he's such a good boy. He is good. This is my emotional support cat. Good boy. Let me see. All right. I'll leave the camera like that so you can see him. Can you see him? Let me see. Where the heck is it? Maybe a little more. There we better. Better, better. But now you can't see me. Who the hell? You don't need to see me. I look like... Not looking great these days. I'm looking like I've been trapped in an apartment. I gotta get a better setup here. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm wearing shorts. It's hot in here. All right. How's that? Better? What do you think? Better? Anyway, I hope other people join us at the YouTube channel, at the RDT Daily YouTube channel, and like and subscribe to the show. Share the show. We got to get the word out. I'm, I'm getting old. I'm tired. I'm really tired. I'm tired of asking. <laughs> but you got to keep asking. It's so annoying. Anyway, so Trump wants the show. The show. It is a show. They, he wants the country open by Easter. So he was on Fox News and he was, uh, he was pleasing the Fox News sycophants. About, let me see. Here we go. He, he made this announcement for the citizens of our country during our town hall today you threw out a date where you think america can be working again and that's easter sunday no. that's 19 days from now how did you come up with so, that day well it's 19 days but add another seven because we've been doing this now for seven so that's from the time we heard about it seven and nine so what does that have to do with anything it has only just begun here. It's here in New York first. It's coming to every other state. Trust me. It's happening. It's for real. I told you I already know one person who died. A young person. It's not just old people or compromised. You could die from this. And if you're sick, some people, yeah, many recover. That's good news. It is also good news that it's not airborne. But... It is highly contagious, and it stays on surfaces for many days. And that's probably why part of the reason why it's here in New York so badly, or whatever what the word is, spreading so fast in New York, 
because of the subways, I would think. People are so close on the subways and the poles, holding onto the poles, made of stainless steel. And apparently the virus lives on that surface for a long time. And we're just close together. A lot of people living close together, traveling together, commuting together, living, eating, watching culture together, sitting in parks together. This is the nature of New York City. It's a great city. It's the greatest city in the world, or one of them. That's why I love New York. Partly, I love it for its diversity, its inclusiveness, the fact that we do think of our neighbors here. There is nothing better than uh, the, 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 the beautiful culture of New York that's so diverse. The food, the music. Anyway, it's, a, it's great. It's a great city. And I, as actually Cuomo was saying today, all the things that make us a great city are probably partly why it's spread so quickly here. But it's coming. And honestly, you got to uh, these red states, it's probably for the best. Let them let them handle it then. Let's see them. Let's see what they do. Because they're already saying. So this idiot is saying he wants everybody to come out on Easter. Magical thinking. This is the way Republicans are. They don't care whether you live or die. Do you get it now? They don't care. You are nothing to them. It's all about the unholy dollar for them. Not for you. You could die. You are expendable. They don't care. They want you to die. Are you getting in? Are you interfering with Twitler's stock market? You got to get back to work. This is the message they're putting out there. And a lot of these damn right wingers are listening. But honestly, good. Liberty University is opening their. They are. Oh, staying open, pray, pray. Because so now all the kids who are on spring break, they're going to come back to Liberty University into their dorm rooms and into their classes and spread the virus. So open by Easter, churches will be open by Easter and uh, caskets will be closed by the summer, according to Republicans. But maybe this is how they'll see the light. I don't know. They deserve it. They deserve to feel the sting of the lash of their policies, of their stupidity, their misinformation, the way that they are a cult who are, who's literally following a con man over a cliff. They would die from a virus, according to them. Of course, they're a bunch of cowards, but let, let's just keep uh, playing this for a second. Well, yes, it's around the time we, we close it up, so you could add seven to nine. Uh, look, Easter's a very special day for me. Really? And I see it's sort of in that timeline that I'm thinking right. about. And I say, wouldn't it be great to have all of the churches full? You know, the churches aren't allowed, essentially, to have much of a congregation there. And most of them, I watched on Sunday online. He watched. And he was terrific, by he the way. But online is never on going to be like He went to church there. on Sunday. So I think we Easter Sunday, and you'll have packed. Last Easter Sunday, he spent with Rush Limbaugh playing golf. Because Easter's a very special day for him, as you know.
churches all over our country. I think it would be a beautiful time. And right. it's just about the it's timeline sort of like, that I think is right. It gives yes. us more chance to work on what we're doing. And I'm not sure that's going to be the day, but I would love to aim it right at Easter. It's like, it's like when the Whoville in the Grinch, when they all came out. I made a little video. I see it's sort of in that timeline that I'm thinking about. And I say, wouldn't it be great to have all of the churches full? You know, the churches aren't allowed, essentially, to have much of a congregation there. Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday, <laughs> Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday, Easter Sunday. And they'll sing, and they'll sing, sing, sing. Easter's a very special day for me. Anyway, I thought it reminded me of that, the magical thinking of the Who's coming out after the Grinch stole Christmas. But, yeah, holding hands. Ha-hoo, Welcome Easter Sunday. And... It doesn't get, um, it gets worse, though. Let's see. This was him at the town hall. Oh, damn it. Where's the audio? Beep, bop, boo, da, boo. Ah. Hold on. Is I got the right video here? No, the fucking video's not working. Anyway, he was at this town hall... Well, not at out. It's not a town hall. It was a, they were social distancing and Trump was giving, um, you know, his favorite propaganda network an exclusive. And he said that many people die every year of car accidents and the flu. We don't shut down for the flu, but this is different. He doesn't seem to understand and he does not care. So, but obviously... It's getting out there. Here's Tucker Carlson, who I really can't stand. He's, he's, I hate them all, but he's probably up on the top of the list, especially his beady-eyed, white boy, quizzical, furrowed brow, constant uh, look of confusion that he has. When it all, he's such a tool. For everything that sucks. That's Tucker Carlson in a nutshell. He's the mouthpiece for the rich, powerful, and the oh-so-put-upon. The heir to the Swanson fortune. He's another one of these fake populists who pretends he's for the people while raping the people and sucking the life out of the people like a parasite. Anybody who listens to Tucker Carlson and votes for Donald Trump, who, who works for a living, is a sucker, and they know it, and they hate you. Republicans hate you more than you ever think we hate you. I don't hate you. I pity you. 
You're a dupe. You're stupid. I'm trying to wake you up. I'm trying to say, wake up, dum-dum. Like, uh, the same way I would stop you from registering as a student at Trump University. But there's only so many times you could say, stop being a fucking dupe or a tool for these con men. Because you're, uh... You're making us all look bad. You are part of the problem. And then how many times, sometimes you got to say, okay, I guess you got to learn for yourself. But they don't learn. That's the problem with Republicans, with average Joe Republicans. They don't learn. What's wrong with them? They haven't learned. You would think in their institutional, in, in their, uh, somewhere in their genes, in their DNA, going back from their ancestors, were their ancestors this stupid? Were these the same ancestors that were toiling in the fields at, in feudal England or Scotland or wherever the hell they were from, saying, well, if we keep toiling in the fields, and the, uh, our, our master will certainly trickle on us. It makes perfect sense. Maybe one day uh, the lord or the baron or the duke or the king will meet us for some ale, we just keep working away and we'll have our rewards in heaven. Were they that stupid then? You would think. Some, somewhat one in their, in their sphere might not be as dumb and start, well, I guess you know what happens. That's why you have concentration of red states and blue states because and you have the populated states are mostly blue states because people who are normal and they live in wherever they live in these red states, these bastion of the bastions of bullshit, they get the f out of there. They're like, I can't handle this. If you if you're a if you really are an individual and you you were born in Kentucky or wherever, and let's say you're a gay kid who's who's being raised by a bunch of evangelical Trump banzies, you're like, I'm out of here. I need to go and find normal people. So they go to New York. They go to California. They don't stay with, those, with, with the cult. And those who are there in, the, in their insular bubbles... That's, uh, you know, that's why it's certainly, it feeds, the stupidity feeds itself. It's like a perpetual motion machine of morons. So, because the, those who aren't morons get out. But, not, I mean, I'm being too broad. I'm painting it with too broad a brush. That's, you know, not everybody leaves, obviously. There are normal people in every state. We just need to... I don't know. Get more power. The problem is, uh, I'm, as I'm saying it, I just there's something here that's annoying me. It's like a hair stuck. Um, the thing that's annoying, and I understand in a, to a degree, it's because the the DLC Democratic Party, the de the DLC DNC, they don't make it easy because they really are also bought and paid for by the uh, big moneyed interests, whereas the right wing, the Republican Party, who is openly and outwardly fascist, 
they offer the so-called forgotten man and woman now. They are pretending to be for the working people. Of course, we know that, that they're full of shit. But they, they, they offer them the security and uh, the, it's, um, the security of, the st- of stupidity. They don't challenge them to not be racist, not be homophobic, not be um, a, a, anyone you know, who's ever read a book. You know what I mean? They give them permission to be as dumb and racist as they want to be. So that's what the Republican Party offers them. They say that they don't look down on them. Uh, that's what they, they think the Democratic Party, the DNC, the DLC DNC, it looks down on them. But it's really the Republicans look down on them. The Republicans hate them. They hate them so much that they, they, they know how stupid they are. In fact, they cultivate the stupidity. When you hate somebody, you, you make fools of them. They know that these right-wingers are dum-dums, and they encourage that kind of behavior. They would never, they would never challenge their, the people they present, pretend to represent to look at themselves, look at their bigotries, learn something new, evolve. They give them permission, not just tacit permission. They openly encourage them to be bigots. And they insist, and ultimately what it is is that they think they give them the freedom, quote-unquote, to say the N-word or the F-word or be sexist, racist, homophobic. They think that's freedom. That's being real. They're keeping it real. You know what I mean? Whereas the Democratic Party, because they're also bought and paid for and and everybody knows it, they're the um, the right wingers. They don't. They're not attracted to it because they're they're being challenged in that sense. They the the Democratic the DNC deals the DLC DNC challenges them to not be homophobic, not be you know what I mean? Because they're really peddling that kind of change. They're not peddling economic change. They're not peddling, they're, they're peddling a kinder, gentler corporatism, a kinder, gentler fascism. It's, it really is, except they're asking, that's why they're making the right-wingers uncomfortable, because they're asking them, they're challenging them to, be, to not be racist, not be homophobic, not be bigots, and that makes them uncomfortable. This is why they're flooding to the, to the right wing. Anyway, I can write a I can write a whole book on it. I can write, I should if I had the time. If I didn't have to sleep every now and then. That's why I mean I need you to be a patron. But well, we'll get to D, the DNC. So, and this is why the right wingers, I mean why the democratic, the liberals or whatever the so-called liberals who are who are um you know they call themselves Democrats. They're, I, I mean, there's this guy on Twitter. I can't remember his name now. He's kind of well-known. But he said something about... Um, there was a hashtag trending 
that said, I don't like Joe Biden, hashtag I don't like Joe Biden or something like that. And uh, he wrote, I don't like, hashtag I don't like Joe Biden and uh, I love Joe Biden. That's what he said. I don't like Joe, Joe Biden. I love Joe Biden. So I asked, what do you love? What is it that you love about him? But of course, I never got a response. But the, I, I don't understand, you know, that kind of Democrat. Of course, they're socially liberal. But whatever. That's just called being a decent human being. That's not a far stretch. What we need in this country is not just um, the political correctness, which I find, I mean, even saying that word, political correctness is just another word for being a decent human being. It's another term for just being a decent neighbor, a decent person, a considerate person, a polite person, someone who is capable of living with your other human beings. You're not the center of the universe. Someone who says, when someone says, I want to be called this, you say, okay, I will, I will call you that. I will do my best because you have respect. It's respecting your fellows and expecting, you know, you give and take do onto others. But yeah, the, uh, DNC really, that's what are they, what are they offering? They're offering like, like what Joe Biden said during his, one of his, um, meetings with his benefactors nothing will change that's that's something you can get behind right but all right that's why real liberals socialists flaming liberals people who are normal they're they like this show more than let's say your standard run-of-the-mill democrat who really doesn't understand why um you know, we don't like Joe Biden. What's not to like? He's a nice guy. That's middle-class Joe. Well, it's not about him personally. It's sort of like the same thing. It's not about Bernie personally, even though they like to say, oh, it's a Bernie cult, Bernie cult. No, we're, we understand the remedies that are, are required to fix a country to to make democracy work for all, to, to make a democracy, period. Functioning democracy. And it's not just allowing people to go to use the bathroom of their, of their choice, of their gender identity and not their peepees. So there's more to be required. There's a lot more. Yeah, is it nicer? To live in a society where people aren't like, hey, uh, what's your pee-pee when you go into a men's room or a ladies' room? Well, you don't have to do the, the pee-pee police check? Yes, it's better. But is that the end of the sentence of the story? No, that's not even the beginning. That's just part of it. That's part of having a functioning society. If we had a functioning economically vibrant working class this would all come by 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 uh rote it would happen because we would have altruistic 
representatives who were in there to represent their community and not to, uh, you know, uh, ride or find ways to give the banksters more power or please their bankster benefactors. There's, there's absolutely no reason why we, there should be money in politics. The Republicans, the, the Trump and Z's, they understand that. On some level, they know that. That's why they think Trump. It was like I, like I say, with my father, with the him, him as a so-called Reagan Democrat, talking about Bloomberg when Bloomberg was the mayor of New York City. I hated Bloomberg, because he was a fucking Republican and annoying to boot. But he was, in order to be a Republican in New York, you, you're. You know, you're not you're not like a Republican in Tennessee. You're not you know what I mean? You're a little you're more socially liberal, of course. But my father's excuse for voting for Bloomberg, supposedly, was uh, he's not bought. That's the understanding, even though he's not bought because he has his own money. They think that that's okay. They have no problem with the fact that or so they think they think that. Oh, somebody should make as much money as they can make, but they don't—they don't seem to understand that you can have concentrated wealth or you can have democracy, but you can have both. In their mind, having a—they um, would much rather have that kind of so-called democracy as long as white men are in charge. Do you know what I mean? That's stability. They don't really like democracy, ultimately, because democracy requires that we, everybody has a seat at the table. So, you know, that's why they would, hey, oh, he's not bought. He's, is, is, it's my, and it's also a, they have a team attitude to it as well. They think it's, uh, they won somehow, even though they lose. They're losing all the time. They're losing every day. They have to live in the consequences of the actions of the policies that they vote for. It's them losing jobs. It's, it's them drinking dirty water and living in a disgusting environment. They all have to pay the same price. Now, oh, I mean, I see what's going on with this coronavirus. It's uh, good. They want to go out and work. They want to open up. The economy, you can't just boom, wish it away like, like the Whoville. How beautiful. Oh, it's such a beautiful date in the future. Here's another clip from the press conference. The time we started and it happened to arrive, actually, uh, we were thinking in terms of sooner. Uh, I'd love to see it come even sooner, but I just think it would be a beautiful time. You'd love to yeah. see it come even sooner. It would be a beautiful time. A beautiful time. He's living, He's a, it's a fantasy. Easter Sunday. Easter Sunday. That's what it is. we started. And it happened to arrive. Actually, uh, we were thinking in terms of sooner. Uh, I'd love to see it come even sooner, but I just think it would be a beautiful timeline. John? Mr. President, if you look at what we've just seen in the last day or so, you've seen 
Uh, the number of known coronavirus cases in the country double in just two days. Another 95 people have died just in the last uh, 24 oh, right. hours. Uh, New York. Were they, who are they? Were they just some average Joe Schmo? Probably. It doesn't matter. People die every day. Sacrifice. You got to sacrifice for your fellow American, right? Governor is saying this is spreading like a bullet. Not sacrifice making sure everyone has health care as a right of citizenship. Not sacrifice ensuring that everyone can get an education. Not that kind of sacrifice. Not sacrifice ensuring that we all have living wages and retirement security. Not that kind of sacrifice. Don't get too crazy. I mean, sacrifice, get your ass out of your house and get back to work, surf. If you get it, you get it. If you die, oh well, we got bigger fish to fry and that means another zero on our bank accounts that we you, will use to buy politicians, corrupt government, and kick down on you until the point that the next fascism that gets control of this government can finally destroy and shrink this baby down to the size of a bathtub and drown it once and for all. ...across the country, and the governor of Louisiana is saying that his, country, that his state uh, may not be able to handle the cases uh, that they're facing uh, by, the, by early April. So what are you seeing in all of this that leads you to think yeah, that we're we could reopen by sure. Easter or even earlier? Sure. We're working with all of them. We can be talking about large sections of our country because there are sections of our country that you didn't talk about that are doing unbelievably well. They have very little incidents or problem. Uh, very small numbers. It's very possible. Very, that they very. Won't be Say very again. Subject to what's happening in the. I don't know. It, does he have any other word to describe something? Very. Say very again. You fucking doltard. How many varies? Very this, very that, very, very, very. Every time I say very now, I, I want to choke myself. Very. He ruins everything, including the word very. Very good, very strong, very, very strongly. Very, very big, very fast, very big, very big. Never, we've never seen. Spot, there's no question about it. Uh, and you know what we're doing in New York to try and help, and uh, I think we're doing an You're incredible job. You're not doing shit be- in New York. You're not doing a thing. You're pretending that what Cuomo is doing, you're doing it. You're a hindrance. You're the misinformation, the disinformation machine. The only saving grace when I hear that the dumb right-wingers are calling for people to go back to work, you go back to work. Trump you first. Go for it. Touch your faces, please. Have a rally. Go, Liberty University. Maybe this is exactly the way God wants it. God isn't happy. God doesn't see doesn't see any uh any anything that he's ever told you to do coming to fruition. So maybe God is doing us a favor. Go back to work, you greedy scumbags. Go. Help your dim leader. Help your dumb Führer. He wants you to get back to work. Cuz that's the only reason uh, he says we don't want to destroy the economy 
destroying the economy would kill millions of people. This is what he's saying. All of the suicides. No, honey. Suicides go up under conservative rule. We have studies on that, too. When conservatives get their disgusting, greedy fingers around the neck of power, the the correlation between suicides, death by despair, because you cut people's lifelines. When, When has a Republican ever given a shit about anybody but themselves? From the lowest, the smallest Republican to the one in the catbird seat of power, it's all about them. Number one. But this virus tells us that we are all in this together. Everything is connected. If somebody doesn't have health care, we're all, we're all in danger. We all don't have something. We're all in this same boat. But if Liberty University wants to go have classes, go. Go. Fine, then go back to all your, your towns, your small towns. Make sure you stop by Mitch McConnell's house. Stop by Lindsey Graham, Rush Limbaugh, all of them. Rush Limbaugh has a pre-existing condition, I mean, really, called being a disgusting glutton. You think somebody like him, you know, I, I understand. I'm in recovery. When somebody goes into recovery for addiction, you think, oh, maybe they'll do some work on themselves. They'll look at themselves. Not Rush Limbaugh. He came out worse. You think he ever looked at himself? Say, holy shit, no. You think he ever gave a shit sending his housekeeper out to go buy drugs for him behind an alley in a dumpster? That's what she did. He's he's disgusting. He's he blew his eardrums out because he's an addict. You think he ever has a an ounce of compassion for anybody else? No. Same the same guy who would throw the book at addicts. Well, he's he's different though. You see, he doesn't want addicts to have health to treat addiction as a health problem rather than a criminal problem, throw the book at them. That's the best you can do, you know? Losers. Not Rush Limbaugh, though. Poor, poor dear. Oh, God. Hospitals up quickly. The medical centers also quickly. Uh, But we'll just have to see. We have to follow it. We have to see. We're going to look at that curve. We're going to see when it starts coming down. And uh, we'll do the best job that can be done. John, please. Uh, Professor Fee, Mr. President, Dr. Fauci, if we could. Just when looking at this idea of an Easter timeline, and I don't know that's probably flexible. What are the metrics by which you will make the decision as to whether you can say, yes, we can open up this area of the country, or no, we can't open up that area? I mean, will you be looking at disease yeah. numbers? Will you be looking at possible containment, isolation? What I think we'll be looking at a lot of things. We'll also be looking again at very large portions of our country and I will be guided very much by Dr. Fauci and by Deborah and by some of the other professionals that work with both of you and uh, we're going to see what uh, what will be but that would certainly be I think that's a a goal that 
perhaps can happen, or at least for a very large portion of our country. Uh, since, since, as the president said, you and Dr. Burks and others will be guiding him and making the decision, where are you now at this timeline, 19 days from now? So, I mean, that's really very flexible. We, we just had a conversation with the president in, in the Oval Office talking about, you know, you can look at a date, but you've got to be very flexible. And on a, on a literally day-by-day day and week-by-week week basis, you need to evaluate the feasibility Unbelievable. I'm just looking at my Twitter feed. That's why I'm a little distracted. Some asshole keeps tweeting me about, uh, you know, how great Trump is. Oh, God. Do you, do you, yeah, well, he's so, he's uh, being mis... He's it's just so, um, what's the word? The, the media is just so unfair to Twitter. That's the message I'm getting from this idiot. Anyway, it's fascinating. I'm looking at Dave Corbett. It doesn't matter. I mean, this is some dumb dumb with, you know, just people who annoy me. It's it comes with the job. You know what I mean? He's tweeting me. Um, let me show you. He's tweeting pictures of. Trump's handling of the coronavirus approved by 60%. You know what I mean? As if that fucking matters. What poll? Who, who is saying Trump's doing a great job besides Trump? I'm sick of it. Oh, my God. What an idiot. I'll have to respond to that later. Feel free to respond if you want. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, even he's saying that even Cuomo as a member calling me a member of the Dem cult. Yes, I'm in the Democratic cult. I'm in the Dem cult. You know me. One would think you would be aware that Governor Cuomo of New York agrees with POTUS Trump on getting the economy back on track. Have you? I live in New York, you dumb fucking lick spittle who's got his, his mouth around Twitler's tiny hole. I live here, dumb dumb. No, yeah, the economy back on track. We're in our houses, scum scuff sucking fool. Then go out. Go. B- please, Dave Corbett. At JDC47. Twitter handle. I'll repeat. At JDC47. Get the F out and go. Shake hands. Touch your face. Go away. Why are you bothering me on my Twitter feed with this bullshit? I spend my life doing this goddamn show. Like I'm going to respond to you? Oh, 60% think Trump does a great fucking job. Are you a moron? Why, Why do I have to share the same air with a bunch of fucking dupes? Guess what? Zero percent of uh, people who have a degree in Trump University have anything of value. Guess who else is the biggest fucking loser? Trump. Unfortunately, he's taking the whole fucking country with him. 
the same loser who we had to pay again and again, the single biggest taxpayer liability in the entire country. The biggest loser, Trump. That scumbag. Oh, as a member of the Dem cult, you should know that Governor Cuomo of New York... Oh, gee, I didn't know Governor Cuomo was from New York. Considering I fucking live here my whole life. Tell me. Tell me more about what the governor of New York thinks. Since I'm living here. Where do you live besides in, uh, in a hovel? We have to share the same air with these idiots, ladies and gentlemen. Morons who think, oh, well, I think, look at this, a random photoshopped headline that says President Trump is doing a great job. Really? Don't believe your lying eyes. Don't believe reality. Don't believe the fact that he knew for months and months that a goddamn virus was coming. And what did he do? Well, we have the videos. Uh, That's a little bit... That's the thing about this day and age. There's always a video, right? There's always uh, the proof. Fucking unbelievable. Ugh. This is why I ask you to become a patron because I'm aggravated. I gotta get, if I gotta get aggravated by people constantly, I, ex- I hope, I don't expect, I hope that you guys would understand and support and lend your support to this, this job because trust me, it's an uphill battle. Constantly, constantly. Here. We have it totally under control. It's one person coming in from China. We think we have it very well under control. We pretty much shut it down coming in from China. You know, in April, supposedly, it dies with the hotter weather. When it gets warm, uh, historically, that has been able to kill the virus. People are getting better. They're all getting better. And the 15, within a couple of days, is going to be down to close to zero. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will disappear. And you'll be fine. Uh, they can have vaccines, I think, relatively soon. Not only the vaccines, but the therapies. Therapies is sort of another word for cure. You're talking about very small numbers in the United States. Our numbers are lower than just about anybody. It's really working out. And a lot of good things are going to happen. And we are responding with great speed and professionalism. It's going to go away. Yeah, no, I don't take responsibility at all. We're going to all be great. We're going to be so great. great. This came up. It, it we came up so suddenly. This is a pandemic. I felt it was a pandemic long before it was called a pandemic. All you had to do is look at other countries. The coronavirus. You know that, right? Coronavirus. And this is their new hoax. We're 15 people in this massive country. And because of the fact that we went early. We went early. We could have had a lot more than that. We're doing great. Our oh, country so is doing great. so great. So great. Unbelievable. Where we have to live with these morons. Enough, right? And 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 come on. I'm so mad thinking about now again. I have to think about that they this effing Joe Biden. God damn it. Here's before I get to Biden. What else? Let me see. 
Oh yeah, uh, so many things. The, this the Republicans, of course. The this bailout bill is another giveaway to corporations. It's just another kiss up, kick down subsidy. If you're poor, you get you'll get something. If you're middle class, go fuck off. If you're actually middle class, this is how they divide and conquer us. And the Republicans want they don't want to incentivize not working. Well, guess what? Scum sucking Trump and Z cult members. Guess what, scummies? You're the ones telling us to stay home. That's we're not staying home because we like lounging in the social safety net hammock. These fuckers are the problem. You do not want Republicans in power on a good day, much less in a crisis. They hate America. They hate the working class. And that's why they want to destroy us. They'd rather us die so they can have another zero on their, on their bank account than they would ever do to, than they would ever do anything to help the American people. That's the last thing they're there to do. That's why they want to undo all restrictions on campaign finance laws. They want more money pouring into their pockets mysteriously from Russian oligarchs. They want more power. They want more secret deals with, with banksters. They want to F you coming and going. They hate you. You're annoying to them. You're pestering them. This pandemic is just a nuisance. To get it, it's getting in the way of them entrenching more power. So get back to work. And they want to, they want to give you a patriotic battle cry. Oh, you, you give one to, for the, the team. Like Glenn Beck, actually, this is what he said on his show. Listen to this shit. Sincerely hope that we are not at a place as Americans to where we are going to let the Democrats jam down the Green New Deal because we're at home. Yeah, panicked. we wouldn't want that. We wouldn't want to save Earth. We wouldn't want to actually have an economy that works from the ground up. We wouldn't want to stop the the uh, big oil companies from raping the planet and put people to work with renewable energy jobs. No, we wouldn't want to do that. We wouldn't want to set up an economy for the future instead of hold on to the one that that is dragging us back into the past. Not only that, but murdering us. No, we wouldn't want to do that, you fuckers. You Glenn Beck scum-sucking Oh, my God. No, we're a cult, though. The Dem cult, you see. The one that, yeah, the one that likes that uh, we pledge our lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. That isn't just going to work or uh, to cheer a bankster while you get nothing, while you await your reward in heaven. The one that expects that the promises in our founding documents that maybe will actually one day come to fruition if we, if we push it. The one that understands, you know, the Dem cult. The cult. Are you kidding me? If it was a Dem cult, who would be president right now? And probably the, the, the one who received most of the votes. These fucking losers who receive fewer votes, marching around, holding on to everything that is choking us. 
and they have it all. They have all the platforms. That's the problem that give them, it makes it seem like there are more of them than they actually are. are. They are in the minority. We are the majority. That's why they have to kick people off the voting rolls. They have to gerrymander and cheat and divide and conquer. But honestly, I, I'm pissed off. We know that, too, at the Democrats, because the Democrats are not making it easy. This, the establishment Democrats, the ones who are pushing Joe Biden on us, in spite of the fact that he's not ready for prime goddamn time. Well, let's listen to Glenn Beck. Uh, I want to have a frank conversation with you and and ask you where you stand. I, I mean, I'm in the danger zone. Uh, I'm right at the edge. I'm 56. In Italy, they're saying if you're sick and you're 60, don't even come in. So I'm in the danger zone. I would rather have my children stay home and all of us who are over 50 go in and keep this economy going and working even if we all get sick i'd rather die, die than Good. kill the country because it's not the economy that's dying it's the country and i'll show you just what's happening to us just by looking at the talks with the stimulus right now unbelievable you'd rather die go right ahead you first glenn in and keep this economy going I'd rather have my children stay home in. So I'm in the danger zone. I would rather have my children stay home and all of us who are over 50 go in and keep this economy going and working. Even if we all get sick, I'd rather die than kill the country because it's not the economy. You're killing the country. Then why don't you die? It's the country. And I'll you're, show you just what's happening to us. Glenn, just- you're already killing the country. So die. Why don't you die? I don't know what is stopping them. Go out, Glenn. Get out of the, your basement. You see, he's, he's fine. He's in his goddamn basement. He's telling other people to go out and die. He won't die. Oh, I'd rather die than kill the economy. Well, then go out and die. What are you? Nobody's stopping you. You have individual freedom. You're a rugged individual. What is stopping you? There's not a gun to your head. Nobody's outside your door, standing vigil, standing guard, making sure you stay inside. Go out. Go form a rally. Invite your Trump and Z friends to a rally. Anybody's welcome. It's the uh, end of days. We want to save the economy from coronavirus rally in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus John Trump. What is stopping them? I don't understand. They're all talk. That's the thing. They want you to die. He doesn't want to die. He wants you to die. These are the cowards, the whiny little bitches. They wouldn't sacrifice a a lunch, much less sacrifice a day of service to anybody else but themselves. This is what they are. They've never done a damn thing for this country. 
and they never will. They make a game out of this country. That's how much they hate it. They hate this country so much they are mis they are spreading misinformation from sea to shining sea. They are hurting people, people who are too stupid to think for themselves. They think like that dumb dumb who told his constituents the Florida what's his name? Bryant Culpepper who said that a hot blow dryer up your nose cures coronavirus telling his constituent this is an elected representative telling his constituents to burn their nose with a hot blow dryer at least you only go out with if you do something like that you only go out looking like an idiot you don't murder yourself by accident taking misinformation taking wrong advice from these con sucking lick spittles of the the ghosts of the gilded age these scumbags like Glenn Beck, a coward, a self-dealing coward who hates this country. Because if he loved this country, he wouldn't be spreading misinformation. He wouldn't be trying to hurt the people who listen to him. The dumb, weak-minded, low-effort-thinking right-wingers who listen to him. That actually might get out and say, yeah, this is a hoax, I'm going to work, and then they end up dead. Like the, or, or whatever misinformation, this is what they do. Like that guy who went to the pizza parlor trying to expose the pedophile ring. After listening to Alex Jones, this is what Republicans do to the people who follow them. They make idiots out of them. They make murderers out of them. They make dum-dums. And now these dum-dums have power. These are the same dum-dums who put that orange baboon and his enabling, his entire army of enablers in power. God. That, they hate this country. I'm not kidding. I say it all the time. I, there's your proof. If you love America, why, why, why do you put your fellow Americans in danger by telling them lies, selling them, peddling bullshit, dividing them, tickling racist funny bones? That's the least of what they do. And then they go out now spreading this misinformation about the coronavirus. It's here in New York. It's coming to a town near you. But that's okay. I'm fine with that if that's the case. If only the right-wingers felt the repercussions. Unfortunately, normal people are going to feel it too. There will be normal, nice, decent people that will get it from these filthy Republicans who don't give a shit about anybody but themselves. Or they're too stupid. They vote for these people. It's unbelievable. Here's, oh, as I was saying, I was going to play this video, the Tucker Carlson video. Being in fear of is what's happening. The Texas governor. This country. And, you know, Tucker, no one reached out to me and said, uh, as a senior citizen, uh, are you willing to take a chance on your survival in exchange for keeping the America that all America loves for your children what and does grandchildren. That, what, uh, what does and all America love? 
what's the America all America loves? The America that of concentrated wealth, of income disparity and upward immobility? That's what he's talking about. He's not talking about the America of the New Deal where everyone where we had a 35% unionization, living wages, retirement, pensions, things like that. No, he's not talking about expanding on the New Deal, expanding on the promise of a decent middle-class life that used to be the American birthright. No, no, he's talking about the entrenched oligarchy. The America that we love, quote-unquote, means that he loves it. He works for it. He's a mouthpiece for it. He's a scumbag. No offense to scumbags. He's a self-dealing Black backstabbing, glad-handing, wine cave. Yeah, and I know the Democrats are in the wine cave too. Don't worry about it. I get it. But him, at least the Democrats are not out there right now telling people to get back to work. Why we're in the middle of this pandemic? It hasn't even begun. We're in the early days. Oh, I'm a war president. I'm a war president. Well, act like it. It's like the day after Pearl Harbor, FDR saying, let's get back to work, everyone, uh, and pretend that never happened. I don't know. What a... What? Uh, I, I mean, honestly, it's one thing for them to peddle the, the bullshit and the propaganda, and then it's the other thing for the norm... For, not the normal. For the average person, the average Trumpanzee, dum-dum, to... To listen to it, to buy it. Yeah, and you know that's what's going on. 60% of the American people, what, what people love Twitter's response? Change, I'm all in. Um, and that doesn't make me noble or brave or anything like that. I just think there are lots of grandparents out there in this country, like me, I have six grandchildren, that. Well, they're going to we miss you. What we care about and what we well, love more than anything are those children. And I want to, you know, live smart and, uh, and, and see through this, but I don't want the whole country to be sacrificed. Uh, and, I, and that's No, just a couple of us. Just some expendables. That's what we are. That's the working class of the United States. The expendables. According to them. We're expendable. You're nothing. You're ch churn that shit. Turn that cog in the wheel. You're nothing. Mitts, meat, grist for the mill. That's you. Don't worry. You'll get your mansion in heaven. Jesus is going to meet you at the pearly gates. He's going to check your stock portfolio, your 401k, say, good going, Jack. Come on in. I got a mansion right here. I got I, I got Rush Limbaugh's waiting for him, but you're you're here first, so we're we're gonna get you one right by Rush Limbaugh when he gets here. It's ridiculous. And look at Tucker Carlson. Oh my God, the air, Tucker Swanson Carlson. I wish his name was Swanson because I could say that word. I can't say Carlson. I don't even want to. Why would I even want to say? I would be a better person if I never ever heard the words Tucker Carlson <laughs> I would be more I would be a happier person I would be a more content human being I've talked to hundreds of people Tucker and just in the last week 
and uh, making calls all the time. And, and everyone says pretty much the same thing, that we can't lose our whole country. We, we're having an economic collapse. Few. I'm also a small businessman. I understand it. And I talk with business people all the time, Tucker. And, and I'm so, my, I'm just, my heart is lifted tonight by what I heard the president say, because we can do oh my God. more than you know, one thing at a time. We can do two things. So, you know, my message is- Get that, out then, do um, it. Uh, let's get back to work. Let's get back to living. Let's be smart about it. Do it. Uh, and those Who's of us who are 70 you? plus, we'll, we'll take care of ourselves, but don't sacrifice the country. Don't do that. Don't ruin so this you're, great American So you're basically dream. saying that this disease could take your life, but that's not the scariest thing to you. There's something that would be worse than dying. <laughs> Which would be what? Trump might lose the election. Trump doesn't have, uh, I don't know, his Wall Street pals are disappointed. Your benefactors see one less zero. A decimal point moves over. They will, they'll still have billions and trillions of dollars to buy politicians and corrupt government. Don't worry about it. But your life is not worth the consideration of doing what's needed to get us through this so-called war under the tutelage of the war president. Oh, thank God. Oh, today, Twitter was on a roll. I don't want to play this whole thing because I would vomit. But he was go. I don't know if I actually saved it now that I say this. Because it was going on and on and on. Yeah. Oh, you're we're so glad I'm here. You're so glad I'm in this seat. If anybody else, we wouldn't even have a country left. That's what he's saying. That's what he's telling the dum-dums. And they're sitting there. This is the thing. And I've been saying this on every show since this this effing thing started. The uh, the coronavirus, not the effing show, but the it's every single day that the corporate media props a camera in front of that con man and lets it rip. Why are they doing that? What value are they bringing to the table? What is the point except to say it's a train wreck, except to kill people? Now, I don't know if you saw this story. An Arizona man is dead now because he attempted to take Trump's coronavirus cure. Not just a blow dryer up the nose. That's bad enough. This is from, where am I? From The Guardian. A Phoenix man has died and his wife is in critical condition after a couple took chloroquine phosphate, an additive used to clean fish tanks that is also found in the anti-malaria medication touted by Donald Trump as a treatment for COVID-19. Banner Health said on Monday, the couple in their 60s got sick within half an hour of ingesting the additive. The man could not be resuscitated at the hospital, but the woman was able to throw up much of the chemical. Trump kept saying it was basically pretty much a cure, the woman told NBC. She said her advice would be, don't take anything, don't believe anything, don't believe anything that a president says to and his people. Call his doc. Call your doctor. Can you? How vile? How low have we have we stooped? 
A, a person is dead because of that orange baboon. I'm, I'm sure he's not the only one throughout his life. How many people have Trump, mur- have, has, have Trump himself murdered? He talks about death by despair, people committing suicide. What about the people he didn't pay? What about the people he stiffed? All the workers that got cut when he went bankrupt. All of the tenants who he, who he um, went on a, a torture campaign tormenting them because he wanted them out of their apartments, just like Jared Kushner, the little daddy's little ghoul, married her father. That's for sure. It's unclear, well, the article says, if the couple took chloroquine phosphate specifically because of the COVID-19, the disease caused by the coronavirus. Of course they did. It's unclear. Given the uncertainty around COVID-19, we understand that people are trying to find new ways to prevent and treat or treat the virus, but self-medicating is not the way to go, says Dr. Daniel Brooks. Banner Poison and Drug Information Center Medical Director. The last thing we want right now is to inundate our emergency departments with patients who believe they found a vague and risky solution that could potentially potentially jeopardize their health. At a news conference last week, Trump falsely claimed that the FDA had just approved the use of the anti-malaria medication called chloroquine to treat patients infected with coronavirus. Even after the FDA chief clarified that the drug still needs to be tested for that use, Trump overstated the drug's potential upside in containing the virus. Chloroquine is obtained by prescription, and Banner Health is urging medical providers against prescribing it to people who are not hospitalized. The difference between fish tank clean, the, the fish tank cleaning additive that the couple took and the drug used to treat malaria is the way that they are formulated. The man's death came as the number of COVID-19 cases in Arizona spiked to more than 50% in one day. From 152 on Sunday to 235 on Monday, according to the state health department. Pima County reported its first coronavirus death, a woman in her 50s with an underlying health condition. It was the third COVID-19 death in Arizona. Two men, <clears throat> excuse me. One in his 70s and one in his 50s both had underlying conditions. Oh, well, well, they deserve it then. Hopefully they made the economy a little better for that minute that they were out there picking up the virus. People have tested positive in 11 of, of Arizona's 15 counties, including 139 cases in Maricopa County. For most people, the virus causes only mild to moderate symptoms such as fever and cough. For some older adults and people with health problems, it can cause more severe illnesses, including pneumonia. But the vast majority will recover. That's good news, but you know, do you want to take, take that chance? As I said, I know one person now who died, 34-year-old young man, and then someone else told me that they know of a 39-year-old teacher who died that she knew personally. So the cases are, are coming in. People are hearing these stories. I'm sure it's, it's just the beginning. So <clears throat> that's your Republican for you. They love you. They love you. They will, Trump will say anything if 
Trump told his Trump cult to eat a shit sandwich, they would eat it and say it was delicious. We know that. Doesn't matter what's in it, as long as he calls it delicious, they would gobble that shit down and uh, thank him for it. They'd say, thank you, my lord. Thank you. They'd say, oh, wait, where is that video? They would say, no, no. Oh, no, here's another. (laughs) That's Joe Biden. I'm getting that, too. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Uh, Here it is. Thank you. And President Trump, I do believe as a nation that we are beholden to you for your we decisive swift, to swift you. action in the beginning with Thank the travel you, ban. My Lord. I do think that we would have been in a much different, worse oh. situation had that not Thank happened. Thank you, Dim However, we still did have a lag in the testing, which of course did not have it's anything not to your do with fault. you. It's not your fault that we have a lag in the testing, that you knew for months that the coronavirus was on its way, that the pandemic was sweeping the globe, and you lied and said that it was going to disappear like a dream. It's not your fault that you didn't stockpile tests or stockpile the supplies to combat the coronavirus. It's not your fault that you didn't get your the, your Republican lick spittles together and say let's get all these emergency quote-unquote bills ready in case an emergency breaks out so we don't have to get together and haggle and and uh pretend you know uh, we're all doing something for the american people in front as the emergency drags on let's get ready now not like you didn't have warning to get to say, hey, we, we need a bunch of tests. This is how many tests we need. No, no, no. It's not your fault. It's like anything, nothing is ever your fault, Trump, any Republican. There is no fault when it comes to Republicans. This is the party of personal responsibility, after all. They only stick to that motto when they're trying to make sure that you... You take responsibility that you don't have health care. You want health care? Pull yourself up by your bootstraps and marry a real estate mogul's daughter or something. Or do something. Come up with a scam like Amway. Come up with some kind of scam to separate people from their money. Get some kind of a vitamin scam like Trump. You know, pull yourself up by your bootstraps and inherit your daddy's business. Something like that. Dodge taxes. Declare bankruptcy six times so that the American people have to bail you out so that you are the single biggest loser American taxpayer for the the year. I don't remember exactly what year. But Trump was the, Trump was the single biggest loser in the entire country. But that's the dim leader. It's never his fault. Thank goodness Twitter is where he is. Otherwise it would be it would be so much worse. Honestly, I hope they open the I hope Trump goes out there and keeps saying, let's open the economy. Let's open it up. Go. Go Republicans. Do it. Lead the way. Like you always say, you're so brave. You're such individuals. Don't listen to us. 
in the in in the cult, the Dem cult. Don't listen to science and reality. It has such a liberal bias. Go to work. Have your rallies. I'm losing my voice. <clears throat> Have your rallies. Go to work. Get out there. Shake each other's hands. Share lunch. You know, eat off each other's plates. Don't wash your hands. Make sure you shake each other's hands. Do, do hey, stay close together. Why you don't follow the dictates of science? Get back to work. The market, that's all it's about. A bankster's got to make a buck. It's all that's a, the unholy dollar. That's all it's about. That's the only American consideration. There's no more e pluribus unum. Forget it. Unreal. Oh, Tara Jr.'s... I'm sorry. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> I have to go make a, another coffee because, as you can hear, my voice is getting raspy. We're going to play a one of the breaks, but it's a it's a break I played last time. So it is a repeat. But it's only about eight minutes long, and I'm gonna make some tea or some coffee. It depends on how I feel when I get over to the kitchen. See how I feel. I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind. And you guys are great. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for hanging out. Thank you for all your support. Become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Join our Discord page. And uh, yeah, this is the liberal media, people. We need you because we're in this together. We need your support. Otherwise... There is no media. I will play you the media. I'm going to play some liberal media when we get back. The, what they call the liberal media, but it's really the corporate media. We're going to play that when I get back. My name is Tara Devlin. I will see you in about eight minutes. Now, the top of the hour on the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn presents the Green News Report. We're going to fill it right up to the top. Trump administration moves to shore up oil industry amid crashing oil prices. Coronavirus shutdown clears Italy's air. Plus, single greatest threat to our national security is climate change. All well and good, but nowhere near enough. Last men standing. Hobbling. A remaining Democratic presidential candidates duke it out over climate action. All of those stories and more straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. It's helping our oil industry and making us even further toward that wonderful goal which we've achieved, which nobody thought was possible, of energy independence. So we're moving towards that wonderful goal that we have already achieved. Yep. Got it. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, seems like the coronavirus is now infecting 
everything. Yes, even the green news. And you know, one of the things I've noticed are the striking similarities between the spread of the coronavirus and climate change mm. and how governments react or don't. Mm. With the coronavirus right now, we are getting to see in real time the consequences of the failure to act swiftly. Interesting. All the right-wingers started by calling it a hoax. Now that it is clearly not a hoax, they're backtracking, trying to figure out how to make sense of it. That's a very fast-moving version of climate change, it seems. <laughs> it kind of is. On to the news. On Friday, in announcing federal measures to address the coronavirus crisis, President Trump announced that he has ordered the U.S. Department of Energy to purchase large quantities of crude oil for the nation's strategic petroleum reserve. We're going to fill it right up to the top. Saving the American taxpayer billions and billions of dollars. The move directly benefits the oil industry by keeping the price of oil afloat. And it is something of a bailout for U.S. drilling companies amid cratering demand. Bloomberg News reports that even at the low current price, it's still going to cost taxpayers nearly $3 billion to buy it. Oil prices jumped on the news, but the boost was only temporary. When markets opened three days later on Monday, global oil prices plunged again, falling below 30 dollars a barrel. That's the lowest in more than four years. Overall, oil prices are half what they were on January 1st. Some analysts predict that oil prices could drop below $20 a barrel in coming weeks, and it hasn't been that low since 1998. And how much does the industry have to sell it for per barrel for them to make any money, say, fracking to get that oil? About $50 a barrel on the global oil market would make fracking worthwhile. So $50 a barrel makes it profitable they're losing money at $20 a barrel. Yep. One of the perverse outcomes of the coronavirus pandemic is that it has literally cleared the air in Italy, which has been hardest hit by the outbreak in Europe. New satellite images now show that Italy's nationwide shutdown dramatically decreased toxic air pollution, and it also coincided with reducing emissions that cause global warming. In China, a new analysis of emissions data confirms that China's carbon emissions fell by about 25% during their shutdown. That's because people are not using as much fossil fuels. Industrial activity has fallen considerably, and people are not flying or driving as much. So obviously a pandemic is not the way to fight climate change, but it does offer a stunning example of how fast shifting to clean energy would clean up the air. Great point. Finally, the latest 2020 Democratic presidential debate on Sunday night, hosted by CNN, included about 12 minutes of discussion on climate change. That's a lot. That is a lot. Uh, with the remaining two candidates, former Vice President Joe Biden and Senator Bernie Sanders of Vermont. Biden defended his plan to address climate change, which is more modest than Bernie Sanders' plan and doesn't go nearly as far. We're going to once again reinstate all the cuts the president made and everything from the cafe standards, investing in light rail so that we take cars off off the road, 500,000 charging stations, high-speed rail, taking millions of automobiles off the road, no more drilling on federal lands. I would immediately rejoin the Paris Climate Accord, which I helped put together. We can do these things. We can lay down the tracks where nothing can be changed by the next president or following president. Sanders criticized Biden for not going far enough. This requires dramatic Bold action. We've got to take on the fossil fuel industry. Your plan does not do that. We can put millions and millions of people to work making our buildings uh, energy efficient, moving our transportation system to electricity. So what we're talking about is a massive, unprecedented investment. That is what the Green New Deal is about. I supported it. 
uh, and I will fight to implement it. Biden's plan aims for making the U.S. carbon neutral by 2050, while Sanders' broader actions aim for carbon neutrality by 2030, which is what scientists say is necessary. Seems like Biden wants to restore all of the stuff that was underway under Obama and that Bernie Sanders says that ain't enough. We got to move even farther. It's go big or go slow. For much more on all of these stories and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find, follow, and share us planet-wide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Rick Smith, and this is Labor History in Two. On this day in labor history, the year was 1972. That was the day the Equal Rights Amendment passed the U.S. Senate and moved to the states for ratification. It had passed the House the previous fall. Alice Paul and Crystal Eastman of the National Women's Party first wrote the ERA in the 1920s. It was introduced to Congress in 1923. The revised version that Congress passed in 1971 and 1972 stated simply, equality of rights under the law shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state on account of sex. The amendment needed 38 states to ratify by March of 1979 in order to pass. 35 states ratified the amendment, but five states later rescinded ratification. The 38-state requirement was never met. The decades-long debate among women's rights advocates often centered on formal equality versus protective legislation for women workers. But an amendment establishing equality meant the end to restrictive discriminatory laws. These included laws imposing restriction on a woman's right to buy or sell property or to conduct a business, the age at which women could marry, differing admission standards for boys and girls in tax-supported educational institutions, laws establishing different jail sentences by sex for identical crimes, regulations denying unemployment compensation payments to pregnant women who are still able and willing to work, and much more. The far-right and religious fundamentalists of all faiths fiercely opposed the ERA, fearing it would erode traditional gender roles. Many progressives and the labor movement also opposed it for many years on the basis that hard-won protective legislation would be lost. It is striking that, as of 2017, there is still no clear legal codification of women's equal status to men. What's up, man? I messed up that end again. Um, Yes, my name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. We usually meet every Saturday evening from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern at the RDT Daily Facebook and YouTube channels. And we are rebroadcast starting 6 p.m. Eastern on Progressive Voices. Anytime on the Progressive Voices app, please become a, what do you call it, patron. Yes, that's... Tara Jr. Jr. seconds that motion at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. We need your support to help the show grow. We also need you to share the show, like the show, become a subscriber, hit the little bell there. When uh, So then when we do our weekday specials, you can be alerted. I want to thank you, Paradu, for your super chat and haiku. Thank you very much. For your very generous support. This is how we're going to grow the show, and that's how we're going to win. We're 
the liberal media. You're looking at it. I know, I know. But it's what we got. It's the best we can do. It's all we got. We don't have the banksters. We don't have the Mercer family. We have each other. So I'm leaving it up to you. I will do my part. I do what I can. I do. I, I barely sleep. Look at me. I'm only I'm only 14 years old. I'm only kidding. <laughs> That's pushing it. I'm uh, I'm exhausted. All right. So we have to if we want to win back this country, we're going to have to take over the, um, the the consciousness of the people and restore the uh, you know not restore. Let me see what's the word. It's the, the we gotta counteract the propaganda especially from the right of course but it's also coming from the left it's not good enough that we're we have uh marriage equality that's great that's wonderful but that's not exactly the end of the story that's not all we don't it's not good enough that we have a um joe biden announcing his promise to pick a female vice president um, for his campaign. So what? There's many females that I would hate to see as vice president. Sarah Palin was a female, or is still as far as I know. Condoleezza Rice is a female. There's many females. Uh, Nikki Haley is a female. I could see him doing something like that. He even said during the campaign... He would pick a Republican running mate. Could you imagine? That's what they think. I could see him doing that. Let me see. Joe Biden, Republican running mate. I could see him picking a Nikki Haley because he says it's a unity ticket, right? That's what he thinks unity means. That's what he, he truly thinks and it's not that he thinks that. He understands. What's, what is wrong with this country? It's not that we don't talk to each other. We are living in different silos. We're, we're so divided. They are dividing us. The banksters are dividing us. It's the big moneyed interest. We're divided by economic insecurity and upward immobility. That is what's dividing us. It's not about picking a Republican, somebody who has an R after their name. We need a, a champion. We need somebody who understands the problem, like a Bernie Sanders, like Elizabeth Warren, who at one point, I mean, she's on my nerves, but at least she, I thought, I don't know. She kind of really pissed me off. But you know what I mean, who understood that it's the fact that, that the rich own the system. They've bought government. This is the problem. FDR understood it. He gave voice to it. He gave uh, voice to the working class. Policies that built a middle class from the ashes of the first Republican Great Depression. That's what happens when Republicans get their, or conservatives, let's say, get their greedy fingers around the neck of power and not give a shit and they just squeeze and concentrate wealth 
concentrate power and ensure that the working class remain the much more malleable working poor. That's the point. What do you think we have right now when we're living in a, in a country that is the least upwardly mobile? This should be on everybody's fr- front of mind. It should be on Joe Biden's, on his agenda, but it's not. I will pick a female running mate. And when they asked Bernie, what about you? Will you pick a female running mate? It's, yes, I, I would strongly consider a female, but it depends on if they hold progressive values. That's the correct answer, for Christ's sakes. What is the, what's the point? Anyway, so Joe Biden, we've been complaining, or not complaining, or noticing that Biden is... Um, in his, he's been hiding out. He's been sending different, uh, uh, different campaign, I guess, associates out. He he made a video. Initially, there was a campaign video that came out um, from someone involved in the Obama administration about coronavirus. Okay, wonderful. And people are like, "Where's Joe Biden?" Well, Joe Biden is coming out and doing interviews now, and it's really kind of embarrassing. And every time he does an interview, I am reminded why I say it all the time and why I am very concerned. Yes, we all want to defeat Twitler. That's the point. We want to defeat Twitler, but it's not just Twitler. That's the problem with Joe Biden. He doesn't seem to understand that Twitler is the symptom of the problem. He is the result of economic insecurity and upward immobility. The years of DLC neoliberal policies. The policies that Joe Biden championed. But he's coming out of hiding and of course he's going on the liberal media, so-called liberal media. He went on MSNBC, which is supposedly the liberal media. Of course it's not the liberal media. It's the illusion of liberal media. It is the corporate media. They're a little bit more liberal. They're socially liberal. That's what it means to be liberal in the elite circles. They don't want to be bothered with, with the working class. They don't want this pesky revolution. Well, I want to get back to brunch. That's what they're about. They want to not think about the fact that the United States is the least upwardly mobile of all our Western partners, that we were 40 years ago, we were the most upwardly mobile, now we're the least. They don't, they don't, they don't bother, that doesn't bother them. They, they're in the professional class, and that, after the Democratic Party jettisoned their New Deal Democrats and became the party of the professionals. This is what, this is, they're, you know, the socially liberal suburban professional class that leaves people behind. These are the people that order the Ubers. They, they, uh, they are participants in the gig economy. They like hiring gig workers. But, that's not the working class. As we see now, it's, it's unsustainable for the majority of the American people. This kind of upward immobility, this, this kind of fake-ass liberal 
I don't know, uh, the illusion of progress. Yeah, oh, wow, we had a gay candidate running for the Democratic nominee. Whoopie-doopie. That's not, is that change we can believe in? That's as far as it gets when it goes to change. Change we can believe in. There was a gay guy pushing corporate policies. Case up, kick down, bankster, wine cave policies. Instead of somebody who was married, who uh, had a, a, a wife with a different pee-pee. So, let's play Biden, who's annoying. A couple of things. He came out of, he's in, a, he's in his basement, and he's giving interviews. He was on The View. He was on Nicole Wallace. He was on CNN. Let's play, I have a couple of videos here. And before I play the video, I want to thank you, Els214, for your super chat. That's amazing. And yes, it's a Tara Jr. Jr. time. See? Look at him. Look how cute it is. You're cute. Do you know that? I am happy that this is in the world. At least we got him. Right, Junior? All right. He's a little heavy, though. I got to get him on a diet. He's, he is an addict, though. He really is. Constant harassment all day long. Food, food, food. All right. Let's play MSNBC Nicole Wallace uh, interviewing Joe Biden. Responders. I was talking to some of the firefighters. These yeah. folks are risking their lives. They're not. And I talked about, we, you and I had the discussion a while ago when I announced about saying well, I, we had to restore the soul of this country, stop appealing to prejudice and mm -hmm. the like. Well, you know, none of these folks, none of these docs mm -hmm. are out there saying, by the way, you're black, you're white, you're Chinese, you're this, you're that. I, they're, not, mm -hmm. they're just doing it. You see, that's what... That, that's what they got. That's change you can believe in when it comes to the DLC, DNC. We're all black, white, gay, straight, woman, man, or in between. We're in this together. That's the soul of this nation. I'm so proud. What's the soul? The soul of the nation is upward immobility and economic insecurity, and one-third of the American people unable to retire. And into that upward immobility and economic insecurity can step a fucking orange baboon. And his lickspittles who ride that economic insecurity and exploit the fissures of disunity by tickling racist funny bones... The only that's the reason they could get in there and do that because it's not just because we're black, we're white, we're gay, we're straight, we're all Americans. That's the least that we can do into the economic insecurity. Have the have the goddamn spine, Joe Biden, to say that. It's not just about black, white, gay, straight. It's also about rich and poor. 
they don't seem to, he doesn't seem to have the same insight when it comes to the economic disparity of this country as he does when it comes to racial disparities the the and it's not even a real concern as far as i'm concerned because if you're not talking about the economic disparity you're just putting band-aids on the bleeding artery you're just throwing a bone at this uh, at the problem by pretending to care about racial justice racial justice is economic justice is social justice that's what we're talking about. It's not just about black and white firefighters all working together. For God's sakes. What's the, that's the same message, ultimately, that Twitter peddles. But upside down. Oh, yeah, black and white all working together. Yeah, why don't we all working together for living wages? For middle-class lives and, and uh, retirement security. They're not saying who's black or who's white. We're all together. I'm so proud to be an American. But you, are you proud to be in the least upwardly mobile of all our Western partners? That kind of nation? That, does that make you proud, Joe Biden? That one-third of the American people can't retire? Of course, the cat's getting... It's so annoying to me, and I wish it was merely annoying. It's infuriating. Because it's, it's infantilism. That's what it is. It's so, it's so um, it's, I don't know, it's so basic. We, it treats everyone like we're stupid. We, I guess some of us are. Maybe we're stupid. I always... Of course, talk about right-wingers being stupid. They're stupid, but we got a lot of stupid people on this side, too, on the so-called liberal side. Oh, they don't want to be bothered with a revolution. That's too much problem. That will take them away from brunch, you see. They want to get to brunch. And the reason I'm, I'm saying that is because the thing that really irritates me is this meme that went around during the women's march of a woman holding a sign they thought everybody thought it was so funny it got shared that um if if hillary was president we'd be at brunch right now instead of at the women's march because they don't that's that's the dlc dnc in a nutshell they don't want to be bothered they're not worried that workers aren't making living wages that the essential economy that the economy that we we see that makes the world go round as we see in this shutdown who is essential and who is not and what are these essential people earning are they able to retire do they have unions what about the health workers the home health aides these people they're scraping it by they're treated like crap in this kiss up kick down economy they're not making a living wage what about teachers what is a important? What, what is truly important? Oh, if Hillary was a president, we'd be at brunch. That's what's important to them. 
the Nicole Wallaces, the, the newly minted Democrats or the never Trumpers, the Republican lights of the world who understand these are people they always understood. They're, they're not racist or, or at least they not openly. They certainly, I, let me take that back because if you're, if you vote for a Republican, you're voting for policies that are fundamentally racist and you're especially the standard bearer at this point but the democrats come on with this that's why bernie said oh well bernie he's not even a democrat somebody said that that actually on the on the republican dirty tricks um facebook page on the rdt daily facebook page i didn't get into it though because somebody posted something about a real Democrat, I'm a real Democrat, something about Joe Biden, I vote for Joe Biden, whatever, I'm going to vote blue no matter who, I'm a real Democrat. I On the RGT Daily page, I don't get into it. It's a very neutral as far as the primaries are concerned. I'm not the only one posting on there. And, uh, you know, so this is Terror Buster. That's RGT Daily. And so people, I'm not, whatever, I'm not trying to tell them not whatever to uh there for joe biden that's fine whatever they're welcome there and um so somebody wrote i'm a real democrat i'm voting for a real democrat and i wanted to get into it but i didn't because i didn't have the time frankly you can't get into it with everybody it's too much shit i i it, it it really is true i just don't have enough time but they uh i wanted to ask i i still don't have an answer to that question what is a real Democrat? Who These people who say, I'm a real Democrat, Bernie's not a real Democrat, can someone please explain to me what that means? What does a real Democrat mean? You say, Bernie's not a real Democrat. In my view, yes, he is. I believe Bernie is a real Democrat, more of a Democrat than Joe Biden. That's my opinion. And I'll back it up. I back it up here every, every, every time we do a show. I back it up with facts. My version of a Democrat, which is someone who believes in the New Deal, someone who believes in leaving no one behind, that government is a force for good. We get together as government to figure out a society that works for everyone, shared burdens, shared successes. As I heard um, Cuomo describe today, which I thought was a beautiful quote from his, his father. I w- oh, maybe I'll find it. He, it was good, yeah, sure, yeah. I should have dug it up then. But I was like, that sounds something. That sounds like something that uh, I would have heard FDR say. Let's see if I can find it. Mm, maybe I'll just wait. Let's just play this. And They're on the phone. It. My wife today was on the phone talking. We did the Biden cancer initiative after the cancer moonshot. And we put together a board of really significant people, including some Nobel laureates, but also providers. And and she got a call from the head of the person on our board saying, look, 
uh, Jill, can, are you going to be able to, we got a lot of people who are cancer patients who are isolated alone, they're frightened. Can you, can we organize calling mm -hmm. them on a regular basis? Can we get people to email them mm -hmm. because they're, and they're having some psychological problems and like, and people are reaching out, they're moving. One other yeah. example, I, my, uh, I, I got a call from a, 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 a guy who's a great, great friend, he used to work for me, a guy named Franny Persons and his wife. He has three beautiful young little daughters. They're, I think the oldest one is now 11. And uh, they got a call from their, uh, uh, their kindergarten teacher, one of them, saying, I'm going to be driving through the neighborhood, be in your driveway so I can wave and say hi to you and tell you how much I miss you. This woman's spending three hours riding through the neighborhoods to make sure to touch all the kids that she taught. These are things that are, I mean, incredible. Does this woman have a living wage and retirement security? I don't understand. Yeah, wonderful. We're all in this together with these stories. That's human beings. Human beings are many of us, not all. We're unselfish we're good we care for others we have empathy that's why the goddess of nature put empathy in us inherently because we are in this together that's why you could feel others pain you could you could say that i would hate that that to happen to me so i'm going to do everything i can so we i could spare you some pain it's the same thing if someone has a tragedy what do they say I am working so someone doesn't have to feel the same pain that I've been in, you know, and, and that's how they heal. So they, like the victims of gun violence, the, the fathers and mothers of people who have, who, whose children have been murdered in schools because Republicans are the lick spittles of the NRA. They walk, they go around the country trying to make sure, and even the kids who have PTSD from being involved, being survivors of these shootings, if they could spare someone else that pain, that's how you heal. And it's on, this is because that's how we were created. Because alone we can survive, but together we can thrive. So everything that the Republicans are for, the conservatives are for, the selfish, the selfish bastards are for, is a lie, ultimately. Oh, wonderful. She said, I'm going to drive around. Well, how about you thank her by ensuring that she has a decent salary to live on? That she doesn't have to, or how about funding the the schools through property, not through property taxes, through the general fund, so she doesn't have to go into her own pocket and buy school supplies. What a wonderful, wonderful story. I'm so proud to be an American. Are you proud enough to stop being the the lick spittle benefactor or the benefit or the uh the the little uh puppet of wall street or the senator from mdma or whatever mbma mbma i say mdna you know what i mean mbma are you that are you proud enough of america to stop being the senator from mbma
to do something for that teacher who's going around waving at her students? That's not just a wow, pat on the back. As my father used to say, put it in an envelope. Show them that you really respect and care and appreciate what they do by ensuring that they have a decent middle-class life, fighting like Bernie fights for we, not us. Uh, uh, a, a, a guy who's a great, great friend used to work for me, a guy named Franny Persons and his wife. He has three beautiful young little daughters. They're, I think the oldest one is now 11. And uh, they got a call from their, uh, uh, their kindergarten teacher one of them saying i'm going to be driving through the neighborhood be in your driveway so i can wave and say hi to you, oh, tell whoopee, you, whoopee, whoopee. you. this woman's spending three hours riding through the neighborhoods to make sure to look at nicole she's so intrigued and she's she's so taken by the story of america the driving around good thing hopefully she has gas money She's not thinking about cutting her pills in half or hopefully she has a decent, the, the union is, uh, the contract is beneficial. Maybe she can actually earn a living wage as a teacher. Could you imagine? Oh, it's such a sweet story. Riding around, waving. all the kids that she taught these are things that are i mean incredible we have never 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 failed to respond to a crisis as a people and that's human beings how about you you failed though when we had a crisis of clarence thomas of the republicans trying to push clarence thomas onto the bench what did you do even though he was a sexual predator you prevented the many, many, many corroborating witnesses from testifying and allowed Anita Hill to be put through the mill by these scumbags that you call your good friends, that you can work with, that you're going to reach across the aisle. <sighs> reach across the aisle. You can work with them, get things done, you know, like... The bankruptcy bill and the Iraq war. I'm getting things done. I know how to get things done. I know how to work with people. I know how to work with Republicans. Work with them on their, on their greatest nightmares that they want to visit onto the American people. You can get things done. No, nobody wants a revolution. That's too much. We want to get back to brunch. Who cares? Oh, health care workers can't make a living wage. Oh, well, that's fine. I, I'm in the professional class. I believe in whatever, human rights, whatever. I'm a good liberal. I believe in human rights, but I won't put anything on the line for those who are lower on the ladder. You know, we'll throw some subsidies down there. At the peons, here's a subsidy. But we're not going to do anything to fundamentally fix the problem because we got to go to brunch. We got too much. We got our priorities. And at least Joe Biden, you know, we can, we don't have to be embarrassed. He could tell us a story about a teacher riding around waving at kids. Woo, woo. Oh, I feel so proud. Doesn't my red, white, and blue heart beat a little faster knowing that 
a teacher is waving at her students, great. I think it's wonderful, but that's people. People are doing wonderful things. In spite of the fact that they have crushing student loan debt, or they can't earn a living wage, or they don't have medical insurance, or if they lose their job, they lose their insurance, or they're working three uniquely American low-paying jobs to not be able to retire ever, ever, amen. They're just one catastrophic illness away from bankruptcy. And they better hope that they can declare bankruptcy. They better hope that they can pay their student loans because you fix it that they can't declare bankruptcy on that. Oh, wonderful. But how about you limousine liberals get together with the ones who actually want to make change? The young people who understand. Thank God. I wish I was born in the millennial generation, frankly. Because the, that's the generation that's going to get, they're going to kick ass. And they will get change. Because they don't believe the bullshit. They, didn't, they weren't born um, listening to the bullshit. Like, while, while Joe Biden unraveled the New Deal. They weren't born, they were born on the wrong side of Reaganomics. So, I mean, I was too, but... I'm older. I had to live and watch it decline. These kids are coming out. They're like, what have you left us? An uninhabitable planet. Upward immobility. Income disparity. Worse than any other Western country. You, what, what have you done? And you don't want to do shit about it. You Except tell us a story about a teacher waving at her students. That's what teachers do every day. Because they like their students. If, you want to, if you're a teacher in this country, for the most part, you're doing it. It's a labor of love, and that's what we want. We want people that want to teach. You're not doing it to get rich. You should at least be able to keep a roof over your head and not have to take a side job. If you really cared, that's what's so sickening. If they really valued the worker, this would be completely opposite. Teachers would be earning living wages. It would be a valuable profession. That's what we would pay it. Schools would be valued. They would, they would function out of our general fund, not out of property taxes, which is a racist-ass policy to keep people in their place. Waving at students. Why don't you do something about that, Joe Biden? You know, instead of uh, school busing. That was me. That little girl was me. Don't worry, Kamala's. she's on the Joe Biden train too. She's one of them. Give me a break. Are we all out of our effing mind sending this doltard up against Twitler? We better hope that the, the, the goddess of nature is on our side and sent the coronavirus to do for us what the DNC couldn't do for us. And get rid of Doltard and his right-wing sycophantic enablers once and for all. I mean, legally and peacefully. Tell you what, I'm so 
darn proud. And those poor people who have lost, you know. Oh, here comes the fucking crocodile tears. This is how we're all supposed to relate to Joe Biden because he's he's lost. He's had loss. Well, we uh, imagine having loss in your life. A lot of people have loss and you're still not able to retire. Imagine having loss and not having health care or not having a shot. Imagine getting a cancer diagnosis like your son and not being able to fight because you don't have insurance. You're not profitable enough. And what is Joe Biden doing for that? Oh, he's going to make it better. But don't worry, 10 million Americans are still left behind because that's the American way. Maybe he could tell a story about those Americans having a bake sale and waving at someone while they're getting their cancer treatments. Maybe that bake sale, that'll last them like a week of chemo. So, And that'll be such a good news story. He could tell on the campaign trail after he un, uh, comes out of his hole. It's just my heart Oh, this is so, no, 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 Give me a look at this. Look, look, look. Let's watch this again. I'm sorry. I keep interrupting it. Incredible. We have never, never, he's never failed to respond to, to a crisis as a people. Get all and broken up. What, I'm so but darn he's, proud. What he's really doing is having a brain fart. We can tell the difference. Because he goes right to, this is what happens when, I know this, when my father had Alzheimer's, you get tired. That's what happens. And that's, they call it sundowning, right? We know that. But I noticed in the beginning, when I think about my father's Alzheimer's and his decline, early de- in the early part of his illness, when I think back on it, what, that's what would happen. He would go to standard things to say things he would say what else is new or something right? and just to fill the gap to cover up that he forgot uh well what else is new what else or then he'd, he'd be hey if somebody was like hey john he'd be like hey how you doing he wouldn't know them from a hole in the wall and on occasion he would get angry when he had reached his limit we were very fortunate in that sense that because many Alzheimer's patients, they are angry, period. They are angry. And um, that would probably be me if I ever get it. I hope I don't, uh, of course, but I'll probably be raging. I'll be raging like uh, Sarah Connor in Terminator 2. But anyway, my father had a couple of those episodes where he got really rage raged where once I thought he was going to punch me in the face then he was so he was screaming anyway but Joe Biden I noticed with him he's not that bad yet but he um he goes to anger too like if you mention his son you better not you better not but it's there's it's sort of like not it's almost you feel uncomfortable because it's not appropriate for what what's going on like when uh, he he a veteran had confronted him and said i'm um i'm uh, you're disqualified he said to joe biden you're disqualified because you voted for the iraq war my friends died over there i saw my best friend die you're disqualified and um 
but and Biden's said my son served a year in Iraq and you know the point is your son didn't die in Iraq and his and then the veteran said you're uh, I'm not talking about your son I would never talk about your son and he and Biden turns around you better not you better not with this glassy-eyed look and it's like who the hell is talking about your son he's talking about his friends who died at least your son when he got a this horrible diagnosis of course it's terrible but he had a shot he he could fight it he had medical care he didn't have to stress out worrying about what am i gonna do am i gonna go bankrupt am i gonna leave my family bankrupt because I'm sick? I'm not, I'm not able to work in this gig economy. What am I going to do? I can't keep a roof over my head. Now I'm going to be a burden to a, a, a loved one. I'm going to have to move in with somebody. I'm going to lose everything. Disgusting. But anyway, so Biden here, he's obviously, I don't know what is wrong with him. And the thing is, Bernie wants to debate him. Biden is saying no right now. He's, oh, we've had enough of debates. It's time to move on because he's already won. That's the DLC way. You go, forget democracy, and he doesn't want to be challenged. We've had enough of debates. No, he's had enough. It is Bernie's role to push. We need to push. Yeah, remember how $15 a minimum wage was so pie in the sky, now they're all tripping over each other to enact it or to say that they support it? Or some kind of universal health care, even though Joe Biden still leaves $10 million out? That's as universal as it gets for a dlc or the subsidy brigade. People who have lost, you know, anyway... Oh, anyway. Just, my heart goes out to No, me. no, no. Listen, we're, we're... Oh, yeah. I'm all choked up, can't you see? My heart goes out to her. This is where I, you know, get all middle-class Joe on you. And look at what's-her-face. She's, she's really helping him. Like, oh, yes. I know. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, uh, this is all normal. My heart goes out to No, me. no, no. Listen, we're, we're, we're two people in our basements with nothing but time. Tell me what you would do. Your basement uh, has the White House president. in it? Obviously, in November, people will have to make a choice about who leads this country. What would you do? Joe Biden is really touching his face a lot, too. It's being done. Well, right now, if I were president now in November, I'm gonna, I'm, if I'm elected, mm -hmm. God willing, will be. I may inherit a different circumstance. It depends on how this is handled. But Absolutely. I would have, uh, way, way back in January 17th, I, I wrote a piece, or maybe it was the 15th, I wrote a piece for uh, USA Today saying, saying that, uh, um, you know, a pandemic's coming. We have to be prepared. We got to get better prepared. prepared. And we should be in a position where I would have, in fact, I called for it a while ago, I would enforce, I would enforce the Defense Production Act. I would be surging equipment mm -hmm. and personnel. 
I would be moving in a direction where we had the United States military, which I called for several weeks ago, building hospitals like are finally happening. The National Guard is helping in in New York with, uh, you know, mm -hmm. at the Javits Center. We, we have this capacity. But most of all, I'd be protecting our docs, our nurses and first responders, How? because if we lose them, mm -hmm. we are. How? It's all this platitude. Wow. If we lose them, how about you pay them? Oh my God. Real, real trouble. We should be, we should be making those masks. We should be moving yeah. on those Well, dollars. too bad, we NAFTA, CAFTA, you know, you can't just turn on a manufacturing economy that you sent to China because your rich benefactors wanted to cut the legs off of the union movement. You know, the unions were too uppity. They would, if, if, when worse comes to worse, if the last thing they could say is like, we're going out on strike. F this, we're going, we're going to stop working. And so from now on, forever and ever, amen, the bosses can say, oh, well, good. You go on strike. You don't want to work. We're taking this bitch to China. We don't like uh, we don't like paying living wages. We don't like having to deal with standards like environmental laws. They don't have any environmental laws in Vietnam. At least we can we can manipulate them. We're gone. Bye-bye. You don't like the pittance? You don't like it? Well, too bad. And that's what the Democratic Party would do. That's what they did. What do you mean that they would do? That's what they did. That's what they did to the American union movement. That's why unions went from 35% of the population down to 7% today. And now, all of a sudden, the DLC Democrats, this is the other thing that pisses me off about them, besides everything, is that they say, oh, they're so pro-union, you see, that's why we can't have Medicare for all because the 7% of the union workers in this country have good health care that they had to negotiate with their betters and their bosses. So the rest of us can go eat cake. We can go eat Advil. We can eat that uh, malaria drug and drop dead because th they're supposed to be so concerned about the unions so concerned that they sent them over that they destroyed unions they took away the power of unions the ultimate power to say hell no and you know we're all we can't have medicare for all we can't take that that last one of the one of the uh, weapons that the working that the elites have against the working class is holding health care over our heads. Of course they do. That's one of the reasons they that's what's so cynical about these DLC Democrats pretending to be so pro-union by protecting these Cadillac Union health benefits, the very benefits that the bosses stripped them of as soon as the union gets too uppity. They say, oh, well, oh, you going on strike? Well, bye. Say goodbye to your diabetes medicine, your health, me your health benefits. You don't like it? Get back to work. Get back to work, surf. 
and the DLC Democrats, they're supposedly, they care about those union benefits. The, that very weapon that the elites, that the bosses that own the Democrats, the wine cave crowd that, and the, the, that own the Democrats and the Republicans, of course, but the Republicans aren't hiding it. But uh, the very unions that they're supposedly so concerned about by ensuring that they keep their benefits, what they're doing is ensuring that the rich get richer, that they continue to ride us to the bank, ride our sicknesses to the bank, to stand in our doctor's office deciding who gets care and who doesn't, who dies. That's your death panel. And all under the guise of caring about the unions when what they should be doing is disarming the banksters and the elites, disarming the bosses of that weapon so that the unions could get back to work, get back to the table, negotiating a decent salary. And they don't have to worry. If they don't like it, they could leave. And they don't have to worry about health care. That we don't have people in this country that have to join the military because their wife has cancer and they need the, the health benefits. This is going on. So don't cry me any crocodile tears, Joe Biden, about your love of unions. Either. Or you're, I mean, it's just, they're so fucking transparent that why doesn't he just act like a president are you serious that's a stupid way to say you know donald trump was asked look at this all right let me go back and play this ridiculous section where we had the united states military which i called for several weeks ago building hospitals like they're finally happening the national guard is helping in in, in new york with, uh, you know mm -hmm. at the yes. javits center we we have this capacity but most of all i'd be protecting our docs our nurses and first responders because if we lose them mm -hmm. we are in real real trouble we should be we should be making those masks. We should be moving on those ventilators. We can do that. Why doesn't mm -hmm. he just act like a president? That's a stupid way to say it. You know, guess, Donald Trump really was asked us. He... Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Let's talk about embarrassing. Why doesn't he act like a president? Gee, I wonder why. Have you been paying attention? Because he's not a president. He's the so-called president. Why? Why doesn't he just act like a president? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh my God. I'm sorry. That's a stupid way of putting it. Really? Yeah. No, honey. It's enough. You arrogant cuss. It's the same thing what happened when in 2016. I was so pissed off. My, my um, opinion was that if Hillary... Because she, she didn't have her finger on the pulse. She didn't know what was going on as far as this is a change election. Doesn't she see it? Don't they see it? It's still a change election. They, these DLC's Democrats think that people are going to be, they just want to get back to normal. Sort of like the wine cave Democrats want to get back to brunch. That's what they think is normal. No. The fundamental problems are still there. That's why we're in trouble. 
even though if Joe Biden squeaks it out by some miracle, the next Republican president is going to be a capable fascist. That's the bottom line. And he will destroy this country once and for all. And the Democratic, the DLC Democrats, honestly, what are they, what, what are they for? They're not Trump? Okay. They know how to spell? Wonderful. They like a little less? I don't know what it is. I guess it's what um, Nancy Pelosi said when she was on Jimmy Kimmel. Kimmel. Um, what did she say? We want to reduce the amount of dark money. Not eliminate it. Reduce it. I guess that's what it is. I don't know. What is Joe Biden for? Does anybody know? He's not Trump. Why doesn't he act like a president? I don't know. That's a stupid way of saying it. What the fuck? He's got nothing. Can do that. Why doesn't he just act like a president? That's a stupid way to say it. You know, Donald Trump was asked us. It's so embarrassing. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, I. No, no. Best I don't. Best I don't. That's what you're here for. Could you imagine if Bernie ever said, it's best I don't get into it? It's best. Because he's got nothing. What's his passion? Does he care about the working class? No. His passion is he wants to be president. My God. They're doing it to us again. And what I was saying for 2016, if Hillary had any, um, she, if she had her finger on the pulse, if she understood, if she really cared about this country in 2016, she would have understand it was a change election. That's why that, that, that baboon was, it was becoming the Republican standard bearer. And that she, she would have dropped out and thrown her support behind Bernie. And just like the rest of these DLC, DNC bastards, if they really cared about this country rather than their political, uh, I, their own political careers, then they would have thrown their support behind Bernie. All the same DLC, DNC candidates from that little girl was me to... Uh, what was Cory Booker saying about Biden? Do you really expect him to go up against Trump? That he's lost a step? Like all of these things, all of these concerning things that he was very... Con- all of a sudden, they by the wayside as they collude to push him on us and he can't even get through an interview with Nicole Wallace who's really trying her best to prop him up. Oh, it's probably best I don't get into it. Really? Because that's why you're running for president? It's best you don't get into it because you know you're going to trip over your own dick. It's best I don't get into it. Could you imagine Bernie saying, it's best I don't get into it? He's been saying what needs to be said for his entire career. What has Biden been doing? force busing, trying to, uh, or going up against busing, trying to um, convince the liberals in, their par- in his party to def- or, uh, freeze Social Security. 
All right, let me ask you this. Donald Trump was asked at the coronavirus task force briefing Sunday night if he, if he had reached out to any of his predecessors. And I know when I worked for George W. Bush, he reached out. One was real easy to reach out to his dad and former President Clinton after the um, tragic, yeah. tragic uh, natural yeah. disaster of the tsunami. He said, no, I, I, I didn't reach out to President Obama or President Bush or any of the formers because there's nothing they can teach me. If he called you, what would you advise him to do? I laid out a 14-point plan, guys, and I said, I meant when I said it, I said, Mr. President, this virus is not your fault, but this is, these are my recommendations. Please, please take a look at them. Use them. I would give them honest-to-God advice about what needs to be done because we've been through something like this before. We have an idea what it takes. And by the way, you may remember because the last administration when we took office, we were dealing with uh, a, a circumstance where there was a financial crisis mm -hmm. and a collapse. And, you know, we put together mm -hmm. a $900 billion uh, plan to help us get through it. And we did get through it. And the president put me in charge of it. And what I realized is it required to deal with mm -hmm. it every day, every minute. I talked to hundreds of governors, mayors, and local officials and, and congressmen and senators to say, this is how to use it. This is what we should do. What do you need? How to help? The federal government should be surging its capacity on a day-to-day, -day, right. minute. Whatever. This goes on. And I'm just looking at online here. I'm looking at the time, too. i got to get to bed soon. <clears throat> Joe Biden had a, a, ver, a, wait a minute here. Again, he had some kind of live stream tonight. Let's watch this. It says he claims he was a professor. Let me see. Let's see. We'll do that. And uh, and so there's a lot we can do. But, uh, um, you know, I when I left the United States Senate, I became a professor at the University of Pennsylvania. And um, I've spent a lot of time in and the University of Delaware has the Biden School there as well. So I spent a lot of time on campus with college students, but it's not just. Um, apparently, that's not true. <laughs> he never taught a class. I guess this goes along with how he got arrested with Nelson Mandela. When I left the United States Senate, I became a professor at the University of Pennsylvania, and I spent a lot of time, and the University of Delaware has the Biden School as well. So I spent a lot of time with college students. Biden, quite notably, became vice president of the United States under President Obama when he left the Senate in 2009. It was, however, 2017 when he received the Benjamin Franklin Presidential Practice Professor from the University of Pennsylvania. According to the Daily Pennsylvania, the university opened the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement in Washington, D.C., outside of the campus as part of the professorship. In addition, Kate Bedingfield, a spokesman for Biden at the time who now serves as his deputy campaign manager, he will not be teaching classes. Biden similarly became he became similarly claimed he became a teacher on the campaign trail back in February, although he didn't specifically say where he he had he taught. 
the Biden campaign did not immediately respond for comment. How, what the hell? Am I out of my mind here? We're, we're doomed. Here's a, an interview with Biden on CNN where he embarrassed himself. I've not talked to any individual. <laughs> Excuse me. You know, you're supposed to cough into your elbow. I don't know, sir. That's, I learned that actually covering your White House. That's, that you no, actually, actually, that's true. But fortunately, I'm alone in my home. But that's okay. All right. I, I agree. You're right. I it's agree. Just, it's, just, it's kind of old school to do it with your hand. Do it into your elbow. You're supposed to do it. What a joke. Well, we're in trouble. And thank you, DLC DNCers, for doing it to us again. So you can get back to brunch. But unfortunately, the rest of us, we have a revolution, meaning... We want an economy that works for all. As you could see in this coronavirus crisis, who runs the economy? That when you leave people behind, we're all left behind. Who's essential? We're essential. The people who work for a living. So, as I was saying with the quote that Mario Cuomo, that Governor Cuomo referenced earlier... I think this is probably a good way to end the show. I thought it was a really good summary. And I know Mara Cuomo was a bit more liberal than his son. We believe in privacy for the people, openness by government. We believe in civil rights. And we believe in human rights. We believe in a single fundamental idea that describes better than most textbooks and any speech that I could ever write what a proper government should be. The idea of family, mutuality, the sharing of benefits and burdens for the good of all, feeling one another's pain, sharing one another's blessings reasonably, honestly, fairly, without respect to race or sex or geography or political affiliation. We believe we must be the family of America, recognizing that at the heart of the matter, we are bound to one another, that the problems of a retired school teacher in Duluth are our problems, that the future of the child, the future of the child in Buffalo is our future, that the struggle of the disabled man in Boston to survive and live decently is our struggle that the hunger of a woman in Little Rock is our hunger, that the failure anywhere to provide what is reasonably we might to avoid pain is our failure. For now, for 50 years, we Democrats have created a better future for our children using traditional democratic fix, fixed uh, principles as a fixed beacon, giving us direction and purpose, but constantly innovating, adapting to new realities. Roosevelt's alphabet programs, Truman's NATO, and the GI Bill of Rights, Kennedy's intelligent tax incentives, and the Alliance for Progress, Johnson's civil rights, Car Carter's human rights, 
and the nearly miraculous uh, Camp David peace accords. Democrats did it. Democrats did it, and Democrats can do it again. We can build a future that deals with our deficit. Remember this, that 50 years of progress under our principles never cost us what the last four years of stagnation have, and we can deal with the deficit intelligently by shared sacrifice with all parts of the nation's family contributing, building partnerships, providing a sound defense without depriving ourselves what we need to feed our children and care for our people. We can have a future that provides for the young of the present by marrying common sense and compassion. We can because we did it for nearly 50 years, and we can do it again if we do not forget. That, that makes me want to cry. Could you imagine Joe Biden saying something like that and meaning it? He can't even get out a sentence, for Christ's sakes. We, that's what a Democrat is. We're in this together. Civil rights are economic rights. We're in this together. That, what he said, that the disabled man in Boston, the struggle for that man to survive and live decently is our struggle. The hunger of the woman in Little Rock is our hunger. That's we, not us. I mean, uh, yeah. Not me, us. I always mess that up. That's not me, us. That's leaving no one behind. There's nothing radical about that. There's nothing that isn't democratic about that. There's nothing that isn't Democratic Party about that. So that's the kind of Democratic Party I want to belong to. Not the one that just throws subsidies at at the problem and does nothing to remedy the the structural things that the structural problems that have plagued us since Reagan trickled on us and told us it was uh the best that we can do guys once again I want to thank you all for hanging out and for your support. We're in this together. That's, I mean, really, we really need to remember that, that that's our Democratic Party. We are the Democratic Party. We're the real Democrats. Bernie's the real Democrat. The one who isn't afraid to continuously fight to leave no one behind. And we're going to do it again. We will be here um, at least, uh, hopefully, definitely Saturday. Maybe before. It all depends on the schedule, my schedule. And uh, I want to thank you all for hanging out. I said I wouldn't do another three-hour Tarot Buster, but here we are three hours later. If you can, become a patron if you can, please share the show with your friends. Tell your sh friends about this show. And that's how we will grow, by word of mouth and, you know, 
one step at a time. We will never give up. We're in this together. And I really appreciate that. I appreciate getting to know everyone. If you, if you aren't already on our Discord page, come on over. Let me see if I can get the, the link and put it in the chat. Every time I open up, it says the link will expire in one day. I change it to never. God damn it. So annoying. Here's a link that should work for now. I might have to... Ugh, so irritating. You guys. Remember, we are the real Democrats. We're in this together. We will win because we are on the right side of history. We are on the right side of humanity. My name is Tara Devlin. Thank you for hanging out. All Every time I start the show, I see the chat room populate, and it really makes me know that we are on to something here. We're in it together. We will win because, like I always say, we stick together. We win. I will see you very soon.